Seattle's Morning News, Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. It's called the 14th Amendment Solution, and it's the rabbit out of a hat that could consign the whole public debt debate to the dustbin of history. Let's consult with former State Attorney General Rob McKenna, a conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. So, Rob, this is based on the the very clear language of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which says that the validity of the public debt shall not be questioned. That sounds pretty clear. It it does. But what does it really mean? Does does it mean that the president can, you know, single handedly declare a law that he doesn't like the debt limit to be unconstitutional? The, The debt limit is rooted in. A 1917 law passed during World War I called the Liberty Bond Act. It was adopted to give President Wilson more fiscal flexibility to pursue the World War I effort. But it also was an attempt to put some control over the president's use of that spending discretion. And it was never controversial. I mean, you know, for scores of times, the Congress has raised the debt limit without much comment. It was during Newt Gingrich's uh, time as Speaker of the House that they sort of rediscovered the debt ceiling as a way to try to have their way on the budget, right? And it's what shut yeah. down the government. So the, the 14th Amendment has never been tested as a way to essentially declare it to be unconstitutional, which is what the president would be doing if he simply ignores it. I think what um, what people like about this is the politics of it. So Biden would simply direct the Treasury Secretary to keep issuing this debt. There would be a lawsuit. It would immediately go to the Supreme Court. And now the Supreme Court's in the in the position of having to issue a ruling, which, if it goes against the president, instantly bankrupts the federal government and, and right. puts the Republicans in the uh, in the position of forcing the bankruptcy of the federal government. Right. Well, that's right. So proponents of playing the 14th Amendment card are, are kind of excited about putting this in front of the Supreme Court to see what they what they do. And, and the prediction is, as you suggest, that majority of the court will not tr- trigger a national debt crisis by deciding that uh, the debt ceiling does not violate the 14th Amendment. But there there is uh, there's another there's a doctrine called constitutional avoidance uh, under which courts try to avoid deciding cases on constitutional grounds if they can find another ground mm-hmm. to decide them on. And that's because we want to limit you know, our changes to the Constitution. The other way that they could go here is they could say, look, when Congress uh, adopts the budget, they're essentially setting the debt ceiling. And it really wasn't until 1974 when the Congressional Budget Act uh, of 1974 was passed that Congress really took such control over the federal budget process to the point where they just treat the president's proposed budget as advisory. And the idea is that when they adopt the budget every year, they're essentially setting the new debt limit. So whatever the old debt ceiling was, they are effectively amending it by adopting the new budget with its spending since the spending exceeds the revenues that the budget also provides for. So you're saying in addition to the 14th Amendment idea, there's this other philosophy that the act of establishing the budget itself automatically raises the debt ceiling to match whatever's required to fund that budget passed by Congress. Yeah, that, that's that's the idea, that, the, that whatever the national debt is, is determined by Congress's decision about the national budget, about the federal government's budget. Uh, and uh, it, it is, if you, you know, when I stopped and thought about this, I thought, well, it does kind of make sense. How can Congress say, oh, there's a debt ceiling that prevents us 
from borrowing the money that we need to fund the spending we've already authorized. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good argument, actually. I, I think so. So why hasn't that been used before? Because they've always been able to raise the debt ceiling, you, you often, you know, recently at sort of the last moment, yeah. but it's always happened. So I, I guess I'm just saying that, yes, you could see a case go to the Supreme Court testing this clause of the 14th Amendment um, if if that's the basis that President Biden uses to direct the Treasury Secretary to continue borrowing money. But you could also see this alternative basis for um, essentially invalidating the 1917 Liberty Bond Act, and which is where the debt ceiling comes from. So who gets to make this decision? Is this just a matter of the president uh, choosing between one of two speeches and saying, and therefore, we have solved the problem? Well, you know, if he if he makes a credible threat to use one of those two approaches to overturn the debt ceiling, uh, then, you know, he, he'll be testing Congress and it could result in a, in a court case. But he has to he has to decide which approach he wants to take and really mean it. I think if he does, that could uh, that could finally force the compromise that's necessary to to raise the debt ceiling. Okay, so for those of us who are in the national debt betting pool, is there going to be a default or not? I would say there will not be uh, for two reasons. It's it's really politically foolish of uh, the House majority to trigger a debt default. And to your point, it, you know, the Supreme Court probably is not going to trigger a, a national debt crisis itself. Uh, I think they're they're likelier to conclude that when Congress passes the budget, it's effectively you know, establishing a new debt ceiling. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Dave.